Hi, and welcome to episode six of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips, and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young women set their mind to it so that they can achieve their goals. In today's episode, it's a pretty exciting topic. I wanted to discuss how to achieve your goals. Seemed pretty fitting that I cover this topic at some point, seeing as the podcast is about setting your mind to it, and by that name I kind of meant set your mind to achieving your goals. And I know in the first episode, I talked about why self-doubt is stopping you from achieving your goals, but I haven't really done an episode yet on how to achieve your goals. So I thought, well, what better time to do it than in this episode? The only thing was when I was trying to brainstorm for this episode was there's a lot you can talk about when you're talking about goals. So I was tossing up whether to do just goal setting or how to achieve your goals but I've managed to wrap it all up in one so that we're going to talk about how to achieve your goals with a bit of goal setting and all the other things that are involved in that. So a bit of an overview for today's episode is going to be why you should set goals, why you're not pursuing your goals, and then the different types of goals that you might want to use, some tips for actually setting goals, and then follow through because really that's probably the most important part. You can do all the work for setting a goal but you need to know how to follow through. So that's why today is not just about goal setting. It's a little bit of follow through. Um, and look, I might do some more episodes in the future, but I thought we'll try and cover a bit of everything today and see how it goes. So let's jump straight into it. First of all, why you should set goals. Because I know for some people, depending on who you are, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're already pretty ambitious, pretty driven. So you might already be setting some goals or have goals for yourself. I know I am definitely that type of person who always has goals for myself, but it might depend on whether you actually write them down or if they're just in your head, like there might be varying levels of what kind of goals you have for yourself. might be just a vague something in the future you'd like to have, or it might be you have a really set goal with a specific date and a plan to achieve it. So it just depends on who you are and what type of person you are to how many goals or um, if you set goals already. But the reason I think that you should set goals is because I think this is a bit of a misconception. People think that you should set goals because of what you'll achieve. And like that makes sense in theory. But when I'm talking about this episode today and talking about achieving your goals, I want you to keep in the back of your mind that you're not setting a goal for what you're going to achieve. Like, of course, that's going to be the motivator. It's the driving force. Um, You've got to have a good reason to want to achieve your goal but I don't want you to think of the reason that you're setting a goal is for what you're going to achieve at the end of it like I guess we could kind of use the cliche here of it's not about the destination it's the journey (laughs) but it's kind of true in this sense because I think that you should set goals for the sense of excitement that it brings to your life I don't know about you but For me, like particularly, I really felt this during isolation because it's been, I think, almost three months now. But in the first few weeks of that, not having work, not having my usual goals of, you know, finishing uni so that I can get a full time job. And normally I'd be saving up for a house deposit. All of those things were kind of not at the forefront of like what I was doing day to day. Like I wasn't working. I wasn't at uni. So I wasn't feeling like I was working towards those goals. So then I set myself the goal of starting a podcast because for me, I need that sense of excitement and I find that it's like a purpose. Um, So they're some of the first reasons I think you should have a goal. But also goals can be so good because 
they're a way to contribute. So by having a goal that you're working towards, whatever it might be, hopefully in some way, shape or form, you might be contributing to society. Um, Like when I was reading one of Tony Robbins' books, he used an example of a CEO who has a goal. It might be a financial goal to achieve, you know, a million dollar business or a hundred million dollar business. That's a very financial goal. And some people might think, oh, that's selfish. Who needs that much money? But by having that goal for himself or herself as a business person, they might be creating lots of jobs for people in their company. So therefore they're contributing to society. Um, For me with my podcast, I hope that this is contributing. Um, So although there's another reason I'll come to in a second, um, I think contribution is a massive part of why you should set a goal because if you're working to something to achieve something, you're going to be creating something hopefully and in some way, shape or form that might contribute and that can give you a sense of purpose. I know for me it definitely does. Um, And as Tony Robbins says, it's one of the human needs that you need humans need to feel like they're contributing it's just in our nature Um, so then that ties into getting a sense of fulfillment not only when you achieve your goal but having to work towards it Um, definitely a really fulfilling feeling especially when you do get there in the end but this is my number one reason for why I should set goals is the personal development and the evolution that you'll have to go through yourself to get there you can't stay the same person if you want to achieve something that you can't already do you're going to have to grow and develop and, you know, come up with better belief systems and improve those things about yourself to do something that you can't currently do. And I think that's a good a reason as any to set a goal just so that you can work on your personal development. I know that's definitely why I've been setting goals at the moment. Um, and then I guess that then ties into my next point. So the reason you're not pursuing goals Obviously, that's covered a lot in the first episode, but just wanted to touch on it again here. A lot of people aren't pursuing goals. Like I kind of think in my head, if you think of the, you know, stereotypical someone who's in their 40s or 50s and has been in the same job for 20 years and their life has kind of looked the same for the past 20 years. Like, yep, they've worked their way up the corporate ladder, um, whatever it might be, had family, kids, but their life isn't really changing that much Um, and that's okay like a lot of people everyone's different like that might be everyone's different that might be something that they're content with but if you listen to this podcast I'm going to assume you're not that type of person like for me if I think of myself as someone who does the same job for 30 years without having ever challenged myself I will feel really disappointed in myself so at the moment where I'm at in life now there's a lot of potential to set goals like I'm kind of got so many paths I can go at the moment being um, at the end of my uni course there's lots of different jobs I can take but I think once you see a lot of people get into jobs they tend to kind of stay where they are they're not pursuing goals anymore and a lot of people are scared of failure so there might be a lot of people out there that would have loved to start a business like great example of this is I was speaking to my dad about like oh you know I'd love to start a business and all these kind of things and just trying to get some brainstorming happening. So I picked his brain and was like, did you ever think about starting a business in your lifetime? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely had this idea. Me and a mate thought about it, but he never did it because there was too many risks and it really, most people have it. It's just like you're scared of failure. Um, and I think that that's not a good enough reason 
not to pursue a goal. If you can get yourself outside of your comfort zone and pursue it anyway, there's a lot more benefits. Um, So just be aware that that's why you might not be pursuing your goals because you're scared of failing and then you'll tie that into what you make it mean about yourself. So you'll make it mean that you're not good enough. And then a lot of people are also scared of judgment from others. Like I know feeling I'm guilty of that 100%. Um, starting this podcast definitely was a major obstacle to overcome Um, so I think the first step is being aware that that's why you're not doing it and then you can try and make progress and overcome that Um, so that's enough about why you should set goals and why you're not already if you aren't Um, let's get into the types of goals that you can use most people will have heard of the first one which is a smart goal so a smart goal is something that they hammer into us at uni I don't know if it's drilled into everyone at work and high school or wherever it may be, but it's definitely thrown around a lot um, in society. It's very popular and if you haven't heard of it, I'll run you through it now. So there's a couple of different variations, but SMART goals stand for something that is specific, measurable, attainable or achievable, interchangeably used, realistic and timely. Um So this can be really useful. I definitely understand why we're taught SMART goals because I think it's really important to have a timeline on goals because otherwise it's a little bit hard to achieve goals sometimes if you don't have a time frame for them. Um, The only thing is I'm going to kind of go against the grain here um, is that SMART goals, they don't um, cause you to grow as a person. They don't challenge you. Because the with a SMART goal, as the definition of it is, that they have to be attainable and realistic. Okay, so if they're attainable and realistic, we're setting a goal that we know we can already achieve. We're wanting to guarantee success, um, which is great if you want to get something done. You want to make sure. So the best example I can think of this is being a physio student. We make sure that we set SMART goals for clients or patients that we see. Um So that, for example, if they're doing rehab, we set them an achievable, realistic goal so that they can achieve it and then that success that they get by achieving it gives them a sense of accomplishment and motivation because we think if we give a patient a goal that they can't achieve that's going to be unmotivating, then they'll give up and they're less likely to be compliant with the exercises that we've given them, for example. So in that context, a SMART goal is really important because we want to keep motivating the person to continuing so that they get better. Um, So in that context, yes, useful. And in that context, I think it's almost better in short-term goal setting. Like um, what I'll talk about in a minute, you could use this to do your planning. You could set SMART goals to get to your longer-term goal. But in terms of personal development, and this is... A self-help podcast so you know hopefully you're interested in this smart goals aren't that useful because if you are setting a goal that you already know you can achieve you don't have to change anything you don't have to challenge anything you don't have to change your beliefs to achieve it you just know that you've set something that's realistic and you will do it if you follow through all that's required of you is to show up and you do have to action that goal and continue working towards it but there's no growth and I don't know for me that's not why I'm setting goals. I want to challenge myself as a person. I wouldn't have started this podcast um, if I didn't want to grow as a person because I knew this would push me out of my comfort zone. It definitely was not a smart goal. 
And I talked about this, I think, in the first episode, but it brings me on to my second type of goal, which is a stretch goal. So this is more, um, I'll mention the next two kind of together, I guess. So you could have a stretch goal or an impossible goal. And these goals are both um, about personal growth and personal development because they're not realistic. The whole idea of a stretch or an impossible goal is that you don't think you can achieve them yet. You can't see the how. So the difference is with an impossible goal, you can't see the how no matter what it's impossible so you would tell someone that um, like for example if I said I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars off this podcast right now impossible like I could not tell you how I would do that it just I can't see the how Um, whereas with a stretch goal you might say going with the same analogy or I will make $10,000 off this podcast by, and this is where you can use a little bit of the SMART goals, put a time frame on it, um, by let's say the end of June 2021, so about 12 months from now. $10,000 is a bloody lot, but I can kind of see how. I don't know all the hows, but I know that I'd probably have to start um, promoting, do some um, affiliation, marketing, create some products, resources, offer services and it would cause me to grow because I would have to do things differently than what I'm doing now. So I'm not going to get to that goal by doing what I'm going or what I'm already doing. So it's a stretch goal. I'm going to have to change but I can kind of see the how but it's not going to be comfortable. I'm going to have to grow to get there but I can see that it's doable in the future if I set my mind to it. Um, whereas impossible goal hundred thousand dollars I can't think in my mind at the moment of how I could get enough listeners and enough resources to make a hundred thousand dollars like for some people that would be really realistic so they would need to create a completely different goal that's impossible for them so an impossible goal is completely relative to where you're at at this point in time it's only impossible based on your current situation and these are designed to challenge you and to push you to that next level so they're designed to help you progress I guess um, and achieve more than what you thought possible because if you continually stretch yourself and work towards um, so with the impossible goal you continue to work towards it but with the impossible goal which is the difference between the stretch the stretch you're probably hoping that you would achieve it with the impossible goal you expect to fail but you work towards it and it's probably ideally a 12-month goal with your impossible goal from what I've heard of everyone that uses them. Um, 12-month goal, but you don't expect to get it, but you do everything in your power. So it means that you have to try different things. So for me, that would mean I'd have to put some products out there, offer some services or those kind of things um, and continually try new things. Expect that they're not all going to work, but keep on taking action until... I make progress and I won't expect to get all the way there but the idea is that you get as close as you can by continually pushing yourself and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to get towards that impossible goal but you might not be expecting to achieve it but you're trying your bloody best to get there I guess whereas a stretch goal you might think that you can achieve it but you're going to have to step outside your comfort zone. Um, So they're just some things to consider the three types of goals that I know of 
Um, and look, I might do future episodes and have completely different things for you to consider, but at the moment, consider a smart goal, a stretch goal, or an impossible goal, um, depending on what you want from your goals. And then that brings me on to setting goals. I've got a few different points here that I think are important to consider when you are setting goals for yourself. Um, first of all, you need to have a compelling why. So with the stretch and impossible goals, you don't need to know the how. And I guess this is my second point. I'll put them both together. Um, don't worry about the how. That's my second point. Have a compelling why. Don't worry about the how. Because like, for example, this podcast, I had no freaking idea how to start a podcast, but my why was so strong. Basically, I just told myself that, well, there's a couple of reasons I wanted to grow within myself, but I thought if I could help one person, like I feel like I've been doing personal development work for so many years on the down low, like really secretively not telling anyone. If I could help one person just by sharing what I've already got in my brain, like it was almost like, well, it's selfish if I keep it all to myself, like not really, but it's like, I've already got the knowledge to like, why not share it? Like, this is just a platform to share what I already love doing in my own time. Like if I could help one person, like that would be so amazing. And then there's a possibility that I'll help much more than one person, but I don't know if I don't try. So I had a lot to gain by trying to achieve my goal of starting a podcast and having a platform to share my knowledge that I already have in my brain. Um, I didn't know the how, but I had such a compelling why just to help people with my knowledge that I've already got that I was willing to figure out the how and put in the hard yards. And it took like a month of research and figuring it all out. Um, But the thing is with goals, you don't worry about the how. If I said I don't know how to start a podcast I wouldn't have started one because I had no idea how to I didn't know anyone in my life that had started a podcast like yes I listened to a lot of them but I don't know anyone that I could ask hey what did you do so I had to really figure it out on my own which is why whatever your goal is don't worry about the how that's all part of the journey part of the fun of it all if you'd say Um, but if you have a why you'll be willing to figure out the how and that's the whole idea with the impossible goal is that you have a really, really strong why and then you figure out the how. Um, once you've decided that, yep, no matter what, you're going to try to get as close to that goal as you can. Then another little tip with setting goals that I have here. This one might be controversial and I'm not sure how I feel about it, but this is what I've done so far myself and I think it might be useful for you to try as well. And that's to just focus on one goal. And I think everyone's going to have different opinions on this because um, I'm currently which is why I keep referencing it, but I'm reading Tony Robbins' book, Awaken the Giant Within, which is all about goal setting and creating a future and, you know, changing your beliefs and just up-leveling in every area, I guess. Um, And he doesn't kind of go by this rule. He has, I've just done a bit of the goal setting, there's four different areas that he has you set a goal for. Um, But I personally, what I do is normally I pick one goal to focus on at a time just because that's what I've heard other people say um for example Brooke Castillo I think says set one goal um and the reason is so for example if you set seven different goals like I know a lot of people if you're listening to this you're goal driven ambitious you want to achieve a bloody lot I do too the only problem with setting seven different goals for yourself because for example you might have a fitness goal 
You might have a nutrition or diet related goal. You might have um, a personal development goal. You might have a financial goal. You might have a relationship goal. You might have business, work, like anything, any area of your life. You might have a goal for. So, for example, you pick all the different areas of your life and set a goal. So, let's say that's seven different goals. Um, If you're trying to achieve all of those at once, what can happen is that you have a reason to say, oh, well, I didn't achieve that goal because I was too busy working on that one and that one at the same time. So, you're basically letting yourself off the hook. It's like, well, if I only had one goal, I would have achieved it. But I was trying to achieve seven, so I didn't achieve any of them if that makes sense um so it's really just a (laughs) cop-out to put it plain and simple is that if you're trying to juggle them all up at once and then you fail you've got an excuse you don't have to say oh it's because I tried my hardest and I couldn't do it and therefore make that mean that you're not good enough um you can say oh well I tried my hardest but I also tried my hardest in all those other areas and it's because I was doing them all I was giving them all like 50% effort rather than 100% to one so you know imagine what I could have done if I just had one but I was doing seven which is so much better no just give your all to one and then if it fails it fails try something different continue trying on that one or try something different set a new goal um for example like I set my sights just on this podcast for a, a set amount of time and that was my goal like I put all my resources and time and effort into researching how to do the podcast and that was my goal um in saying that I do also have like a goal of saving up for a house um but that's a goal I guess so it kind of contradicts what I'm saying have one goal but that's a goal that I've had for so long that it's a habit almost now I've got into a routine I know how I'm going to get there saving habits are in place um and so I was able to pick a new goal and that one kind of just kept ticking over in the background And with isolation, there wasn't much I could do to push towards working more. So maybe that's why I swapped goals for that little bit of time um, and kept just working on that in the background, if that makes sense. So you can still have different goals is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, Like, don't just say, oh, well, I have to pick one goal and then I won't try in any other areas. You can still have focus and ambition and achieve things in other areas, but I want you to focus on one, like give your 100% effort to one thing and still put in effort to other things if that's what works for you but don't use it as an excuse I guess is what I'm getting at that oh I had so many goals so maybe it might be good to say limit yourself to two or three but like don't overload yourself with goals um, and then use it as a reason for not achieving any because you're much better off having a focus Um, so yeah I'll leave that there because I feel like I've rambled on about that one enough but (laughs) that's the message there and then the next one like pretty common sense but still gonna chuck it in there don't be afraid to fail I definitely am guilty of this I think everyone is which is why I want to include it as a point that like it goes against human nature we don't want to fail because we always tend to make it mean something about ourselves that we're not good enough because we couldn't achieve it but I truly believe that you don't get to success like I believe it now, if you don't fail. There's so many good examples of people that have become, you know, multi-millionaires, billionaires because they failed, because they were willing to try different things. And I guess the difference between those people that get to such high levels of success 
versus your average Joe is that they fail but they try again and they try something different they don't give up so they just keep on taking action and they'll eventually get to their goal because they were more persistent than someone else was um so just give everything a go like try not to make it mean too much about yourself as a person and try and give yourself some new beliefs that if you fail it just means you're one step closer to succeeding um you've tried one more thing so a lot of people will only be willing to try you know a couple of things before they give up whereas if you see it as oh well it's a given that you're going to succeed but it might take a hundred different things that you try when you fail you might be all right well that's one down 99 to go until I find what works but if you have that belief that you will do it um, you won't give up after the second or third fail but you've just like they say god I'm getting lots of things today fall down eight times get up nine hopefully that's one of the last things for the episode today they just keep on coming out of nowhere um (laughs) but then the next thing with setting goals the reason that it works and why I think you should set goals is there's actually a bit of science behind it you might have heard of this concept you might not but I'll run you through it so the reason goal setting works is because of our reticular activating system so you'll often see it referred to as RAS um or RAS so our reticular activating system is a little part in our brain and the best example to how oh gosh to explain how our RAS works is for example when you're buying a new car so um I'll use my own car for example um I brought an i30 Hyundai i30 year or two or three ago now <laughs> I don't know now um but anyways when I was looking to buy that car that was my goal I was saving up for it and I saw i30s everywhere and you, this is a common example they used you're saving up for your car or you're looking to buy a car and all of a sudden on the roads you see that car everywhere and all that it is is that because you've focused on something you've put priority to something you've meant that car um, made it mean that that's what you want your brain starts to focus on it and your brain starts to notice it everywhere and the way this works is because we constantly take in so much in our day-to-day interactions our brain just physically mentally cannot process all that information so the RAS is really clever in that based on what we fake focus on by focusing on things we tell our brain okay filter out that stuff that we're not focusing on and help us pay attention to those things that are useful and relevant to that focus that we've got um so for example if you're looking to buy a car your brain will notice things to help you inform your decision i guess um and when you're goal setting the way this works is that your brain will find resources so um by focusing on a goal um your brain will be constantly filtering information so it's deciding what to be consciously aware of and what it filters off as unconscious information um, depending on whether it thinks oh is that useful is that not useful um the things if you're focusing on a goal your brain will go oh that's useful and you'll pay attention to it and this is how you'll figure out your how for your goal um so for example um i'm just thinking like with my podcast once i start to have a goal of yep i will do it 
and I had that belief I mentioned in the first episode of people like me start podcasts. Um, This kind of belief meant that I was looking for examples of, oh, who are people like me that have started podcasts? What have they done? How have they done it? And you start focusing on people like me that have started podcasts and you find the how, like what did they do? How did they do it? Um, And your brain will just notice really nifty little examples. Sam Laura Brown has a really great example in one of her or a couple of her podcast episodes. I'm sure she refers to it because I know it pretty well. Um, But she was doing an affirmation about going um, full-time in her business and she had her affirmation of by this date I will be full-time in my business and by having that affirmation she eventually saw a how that was there anyway but it's just because she was focusing on her goal that she eventually saw a how of oh I could just return to a casual um, or part-time job rather than being in a full-time job and juggle the, oh I think that was when she was trying to go part-time in her business but anyway same thing you just find different hows, you come up with different ideas and it's really about almost like you're brainstorming things that you might not have thought as um, useful or helpful before. So yeah, reticular activating system, do a bit of research into it if you're interested because it's really a cool, fascinating thing and when I heard about it, you'll hear about lots of things like manifestation that use the same principle, that if you focus on something and not a lot (laughs) um a bit tongue-tied today if you focus on something a lot that's where your reticular activating system will help you manifest something um and I'm definitely someone who likes to know how things work like I like to see the hard science um so reticular activating system is how that kind of manifestation would work because you're constantly focusing on something until you figure out how to do it um cool so that's enough about setting goals Then I want to go on to the follow through because this is where the real magic happens. Um, You've got to be able to follow through to get your results. So the first thing, like it might be common sense, but persistence, it's key. You've got to have consistent action. This is the theme that I can kind of see in anyone who's had success is that they are the most persistent, determined, driven individuals. They always take consistent action. They don't let the failure get them down. They continue trying. Um, and I think on this, this is um something I just noticed. I don't know if it's because I was reading a book about um, goals at the time, but if you've watched one of the documentaries out on Netflix, The Last Dance, about Michael Jordan and his team, I thought that was an amazing example of just taking consistent action because I think a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, some people are just gifted in life. They got to that level of success, whether it's in sport or business or whatever area of life, because they were lucky. They had a gift. They were, you know, born to do it. They have natural skills. I used to definitely think like that, that if someone got to that level of success in life, that there must have been a reason like they must have been different and I think that's a really limiting belief that oh they only did that because they had a natural ability and I say this because in the documentary The Last Dance Michael Jordan talks about um, well you see throughout the documentary he goes from like college basketball all the way up to NBA level and 
in one episode he said something and I was just like, oh my God. So when he was a teenager, he was playing with his brother, playing basketball just in the backyard because I think his parents were talking about it in the doco. Um, and his brother was better than him. His brother was better than Michael Jordan when they were kids at basketball. I was like, wait, the best basketball ever. His brother was better than him. So you're telling me that he didn't, like he wasn't always the best. He didn't have the natural gifted, like talent that was always there. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, But then in the documentary, they say, oh, literally within one week, I think his brother was being interviewed at this point. It's coming back to me now. His brother was like, oh, within a week, he was better than me. So with that example, Michael Jordan definitely has a shit ton of talent. Like, do not get me wrong there. Like, I don't even, couldn't even start to comprehend. But I guess for me, as someone who thought, oh, people who do well in sport must be naturally gifted. Like, that's the only reason they get to their level of success is because they were different than someone else. He's Michael Jordan's brother saying oh no I was better than him for a week um Michael Jordan demonstrated such persistence in his career plus combined with some definitely natural abilities and um talent but the only reason he became better like there's a lot of other people out there I guess this is where I'm getting at it like there's a lot of other people out there that would have had similar skills and gifts and abilities and I think even in the documentary when he plays college basketball he isn't the best at the start not by any means but by his persistence and his dedication so a lot of drive and ambition as well um he becomes the best because he shows up there's a lot of people out there that might have started at the same point but because he persisted and took consistent action towards his goal he became the best um and I just think that's really important to think that there's nothing like just because someone gets to a level of success doesn't mean that they're different because I think as soon as you start to think that they're different and that's why they got to be successful then it rules you out from ever achieving the same so if you can just think that the only reason people achieve success or one of the reasons I won't say the only because obviously we've got to give a bit of credit for natural abilities and talent and like life circumstances and connections and all those kind of things that come into it I think the determining factor is persistence those people who are willing to take consistent action who are willing to fail to put themselves out there to take those risks but they will consistently take action those are the people who succeed in life because they will keep trying um So that was a really long-winded way to say just keep taking action towards your goals. Um, And if you haven't already, watch the documentary The Last Dance because as someone who's not like a big sporting person, I actually watched that documentary and was just in awe of the mindset behind it all. Like to listen to people speak who have been that successful in their area of passion, which is sport, was just incredible because you kind of pick up lots of little tidbits about ways that they think and their dedication and drive and what they do to continue to perform at such a high level because I think they've got beliefs that a lot of other people don't and they have to because they are performing at a level that a lot of other people can't so yeah check it out and just focus on like what they say and have a listen and think about the mindset that's going on there because I think it's really interesting and you might too um so second thing for follow through tell people this is the biggest thing for accountability there's a little 
I guess, catch to this is that if you are doubting yourself on such a level that if you think telling someone what you're doing is going to knock you off um, achieving your goal completely because if they say one negative thing that's going to be your own doing you'll be like oh they're right I can't do it but little tip no one's going to say that I was a bit the same like with this podcast didn't tell anyone at the start like very like could count on one hand the amount of people I'd told and I was like that was why I was keeping it for a while um but then I told people and no one said anything nasty or negative like the only people that go out of their way are normally the people that have something nice to say um so a lot of the time you'll think people will say something and confirm your worst beliefs that you're not good enough it's not the case most people often will commend you for putting yourself out there and doing something a little bit brave and outside your comfort zone um but on that note if it is so I know like in examples I've heard of people starting blogs or a good example in this day and age might be like starting an Instagram page if you've started an Instagram page and it's way outside your comfort zone and if you think by telling people it's going to stop you in your tracks and you're going to stop posting because holy shit people are seeing it now I just I don't have enough self-belief to put it out there then maybe keep going keep on building that momentum keep building your self-belief and then tell people if that's what you need to do but I would highly encourage you to tell people because one put you outside your comfort zone if you feel that it's hard to tell people and two accountability it will help so much if you've got people that know that you've committed to doing this goal um like another example I can think of for this one is at the end of this year for once I graduate my course I know that I want to move away I want to move to the beach like the easy thing would be to stay in my hometown but I've been telling people oh at the end of this year I'm moving to the beach and that makes it a lot easier or a lot harder to not follow through on that because I'm making an announcement I'm saying yeah I'm committed and once you've put that kind of action behind it that feeling of yes I'm committed you're so much more likely to follow through so tell people for the accountability because often it can be a bit of a pride thing like you don't want people to be like oh like she didn't follow through um like it's a bit of a hit to the ego I guess of oh they said they would do something and they didn't like that's a bit shit like everyone likes to see someone actually follow through so tell people um another really important useful little tool is visualize your goal um for me this is like my house goal I know that I want to try and build a house I've got a very timely this is where I've used a little bit of the smart goal um build a house by the end of June 2021 that's my goal got a very clear set goal and I visualize that I can kind of you know it might be you visualize what your bank account looks like but it might be visualizing what and I think for me this is probably what I do more visualize like what having that house built will look like what it'll be like to be in it and then this will tie into the second thing I want you to practice feeling what it will be like once you achieve that goal so for me that goal is so important because I will feel such a sense of pride because it's something I plan to do on my own as a young single female I'll be 24 at the time and 
I'm telling you this now, I can even hear myself saying it, like, I'm telling you I will be. It's not, oh, if I do that, I would be 24. I will be 24 when I do that. Like, I've already got such a sense of certainty that I'll achieve it and I can imagine and I can practice feeling what it would be like when I do achieve it because I'll feel pride that I've done it for myself, by myself, um, a sense of independence. Um, I can just imagine all those like a sense of accomplishment, happiness, um, all those positive emotions. You can generate those now by imagining what you'll think once you get there. Um, So give that a try. Imagine feeling what it'll be like to achieve it because this will tie into your why. You have built the um, compellingness of your why. You'll have so much more pleasure associated with achieving this goal that You'll have a bigger why and you'll continue to drive towards achieving that goal. Um, Even if obstacles come up, you want to be continuously inspiring yourself, I guess, because like, for example, saving for a house, like takes a fair few bloody years and like it can be really draining and arduous and saving money. Like, you know, it'd be easier for me to go, oh, fuck it. I'm going to travel at the end of this year. Look, still might, but (laughs) um. It's about having a good enough reason why that you can continue to hold yourself accountable over the long term because you've got a big enough reason why that you can make those sacrifices because you know what the reward's going to be at the end. Um, So practice feeling it, practice visualizing it just so that it gets like you're starting to, um, the way that Tony Robbins describes it is that you're practicing the neural pathways. So you're strengthening those neural pathways, sort of what it'll feel like. And that'll help you achieve the goal. Um, The other one, write it out. A lot of people leave everything up in their head. (laughs) And there's something really, really powerful about writing out your goals. And on visualizing it, if you want to write it out, stick that goal on your wall. Have it somewhere that you're going to see it um, to remind yourself. For me, um, with my house goal, it's something like I check my bank account all the time. Because for me, I'm really motivated by the saving side of it I don't know if that's just me I'm sure there's others that relate um but for me that's really motivating so I don't have it written out but it's definitely something that I've thought about I probably actually will do after this um but even like oh what's it called like a board it's not gonna come to me now but you know put your pictures up on a board and have things that inspire you so you can visualize what it's going to be like um a mood board I was like, oh God, this is going to kill me. Have a mood board of like all the things that you want to achieve. Stick it up on there. Um, write it out. Have it visually available to you. And then the other part of follow through. This is a little tip that I actually think could be really useful. So best to last maybe. Um, this is just about planning and breaking your goal down. So kind of tying back into the stretch and impossible goals. To achieve this and to be actual, actually able to follow through on an impossible goal, for example, you do need to be able to break that down. So what you'll need to do for the impossible goal is break it down into as many steps as you can, all the things that you think you might need to do to get there. Um, and this is the bit that I'm trying to get to, <laughs> um, is that when you're doing this breakdown, I want you to pretend that you're telling a friend the steps. So... For example, um, say my friend comes to me and says, hey, Mick, I would love to start a podcast. 
what should I do? And I have actually started a podcast, so I would be able to tell them the how-to steps. Let's come up with another example. Um, okay, my friend comes to me and they say, hey, Mick, I want to write a book. I've never written a book, but what would I tell them? And I'd be like, oh, well, hey, you'd probably need to do this, this and this. But you want to flip it. So for me, when I started my podcast, what I did, I got out my little notebook and I wrote out all the things that I thought I would need to do to start a podcast. But when I was doing this, I did it from the perspective of I was telling a friend what they would need to do to start a podcast. So I imagined someone had asked me, this is probably the best way to explain it, long way around, but I imagined that someone had come to me and asked, hey Mick, what would I do to start a podcast? And I haven't started the podcast, but I would tell them, here's what I assume you need to do. And the way this works is it takes you and your self-limiting beliefs and your own biases about your own abilities out of the equation. So there might be things that you think you can't do, but if your friend asks you, hey, what do you do to start a podcast? And you don't know, you tell them, oh, you do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Like you'll have to do, for example, I wrote down... 25 steps for how to start a podcast and I just brainstormed I was like first one research what's involved in starting a podcast two talk to someone who's done it three plan the target audience and so on and so forth for 25 little steps and like these were really broken down like um step 15 upload an episode um step 19 tell people about it these are all things that um, I'm trying to look and see if there's one um, just looking for an example of things that I didn't think I was capable of doing yeah like for step 25 it got all the way to do promo photo shoots promote self if I was telling myself like to do that I wouldn't want to do that but if I was telling someone else oh well you have to promote it like do a photo shoot promote yourself and that's where it takes myself out of it like I wouldn't do that like I might be like oh no like I'm not promoting myself that's it's not going to be that big. It's not going to get that big. But if you think, oh, this is advice I'd give someone else, you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, like this is what you would need to do to grow your podcast. Um, you can do that. like, And you're just removing that limiting belief of what you're capable of. And you can come up with a lot of ideas. So actually, I got up to 29 steps there. So there you go. Um, try that. Try telling it like you're telling to a friend just to remove your own limiting beliefs And you'll be surprised you can actually come up with a lot because our brains are pretty damn clever. Like we know a lot, um, but then we just put our own limitations over what's possible. So do it like you're telling someone else what they should do. Write it all down and then be like, all right. And this is literally what I used to start my podcast. Like I went through and ticked them off as I worked through them. I didn't necessarily do them in order because I'd never done it before. They weren't necessarily in the right order, but it gave me like a checklist gave me a guide of what to do what I'd need to know um, actions I would need to take to start it Um, so hopefully you can try that because I think that was one of the things that I'd learnt through podcasts as a tip and I'd never actually really probably done it till this Um, but this has probably been one of my biggest most recent goals and it was really actually a helpful tool so I hope as the last point for the episode that you might try that if you're setting a goal that you're not sure how to achieve so that would be When you're setting a stretch goal or an impossible goal and you don't know the how, then do the breakdown of, okay, here's all the little things that you might need to do to figure out the how. So that's why you don't need to know the how to start with and then you'll figure it out as you go 
And as you go, you'll find more resources because of your reticular activating system and you'll be surprised at what you can actually achieve if you just try. So that about sums it up, how to achieve goals. That was a little bit longer than I was intending, um, but it is a pretty broad topic and I think that there's a lot in it, like how to achieve your goals. It's not a simple thing. There's a lot of mindset work that needs to go into it. But hopefully you might be able to take just one or two things away from this episode that will help you. Um, If you're someone who's never set a goal before, if I could ask one thing, like go away from this episode and write down one thing that you would like to achieve. Like it could be the tiniest thing or it could be something massive that you don't know how to do. But I just want you to get in the habit of practice setting a goal because I think the only way to grow and to achieve more um, in your life so that you get that sense of purpose and contribution and fulfillment is by setting those goals for yourself to challenge yourself to become more I know for myself I feel like I've got that potential so I want to challenge it and see what I am capable of and if you're listening I'm sure you probably feel the same so thank you for listening to episode six of set your mind to it if you've got a chance it would mean the world if you could give this podcast a review Um, on Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to it on if you can give it a five-star review if you've enjoyed the episodes and leave any reviews I'd love to hear your feedback Um, and if you aren't already jump on Instagram and give me a follow at set your mind to it followed by an underscore um, and I'll be posting quotes and little things for you to keep up to date up to date (laughs) and inspired in between episodes which come out every Friday if you haven't realized already so thanks for listening and I'll chat to you next week Bye.